Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust. I am William, and I am your game master for this fifth edition science, science fantasy campaign. And joining me today, we have John. I'm John, and I'm playing Coltarn, the orc artificer who says black lives matter and trans rights are human rights. We forgot to do that last session. Yeah, we forget to do it fairly often, but we never don't mean it. <laughs> And Cody, who is leaning away to get his food, I believe. No, there's a cat that's getting into places it shouldn't be. Uh, I'm Cody. I'm playing Varush Alrul, the Loxodon uh, Voidkeeper. I keep thinking you're going to say Loxodon War Wizard, and I'm like, it's the wrong character. <laughs> nope. That would be terrifying, though. Like, imagine getting out on imagine getting out on the battlefield, and then a large elephant comes, like, begins stomping towards you, calling lightning. <laughs> and Holly. Hey, I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistal. Uh, she's an in-barn rogue. And Jeremy. I, I am Jeremy. Uh, I am playing uh, Kendall Fairchild, uh, a Ladrin warlock. And Craig. Hi, I'll be playing bees, a whole mess of nocturne and torch bees that constitute a swarm keeper ranger. And Camille. Hi, I'm Camille. I'm playing Gideon Eaglin, the avian rogue. And I was not here last week. And in place of not being here last week, the person who was here last week who plays the other bird uh, is not here. Jack will be joining us next time. <clears throat> So, when last we left off, the group finished up their business on the on Void Station Fornbioth and getting a ride from a group that from another ship captain who owes a favor to um uh Kendall's father. The group was met by the uh the orcish ship the galnash Wolkir, uh piloted by one captain zefnash uh, who said that essentially they're here to get you where you need to go and if at any point they have to just leave and uh leave the ship with you guys they are equipped to do that uh, if they ever desperately need to be elsewhere while you has while you still have need of their ship. Uh apparently Kendall's father pulled enough strings that they are willing to just abandon this ship with you if need be. Uh to be fair, it's not a significantly large ship. 
It's mean, a drifter class. You mean if need bees? No. <laughs> Hello. But their next destiny. Yeah, he's like, can we get five minutes into a session, please? <laughs> The, the the next destination that had been laid out by the group uh, looking to do some good in the galaxy to, to also gain experience, they're heading to the world of Sivaranus, which has up until recently been completely off the galactic grid, locked away from the rest of the galaxy at large by extenuating circumstances that you've heard a little bit about, which largely, in, which largely entailed a malevolent empire ruling the, the world and keeping it isolated from the rest of the galaxy to maintain its grip on the, on the population. That has recently been ousted. And with a new government being established and connections being reformed with the rest of the galaxy, there is support needed to get this planet off the, off, off the ground and on the galactic map again. So... The group is departing with supplies and their ship to go to the world of Savaranus and meet the two current leaders of the new government, uh, the Lord General Revuel Odano and the Lord General Marcus Soland, uh, who are in charge of the planet at the moment after a, after a recent rebellion. We pick up on the ship as you've got... Uh, 12,000, as the ship has just taken off, you've got 12,000 light years to go, and with a class one Stardust engine, that will take you 11,000 years. <laughs> well, be sure to strap in. It's, we're in for the long haul. Everyone to your cryopods. <laughs> it will not take that long. It's time to get expanse up in this bitch. <laughs> With a class one uh, dark matter engine, that will take you. I'm just picturing waking up after thousands of years, and you all come out in some pieces like, "Hello, we are oh. the ship now." Twelve thousand. <laughs> no, I imagine bees getting in the cryopod not realizing until too late that that's a bad idea <laughs> no just they stay out 10,000 generations of bees over the years we are ship gonna become a fucking uh um uh michael fassbender and prometheus situation oh yeah 100 percent. it'll take you it'll take you a, it'll take you about a week and one half extra day about seven and a half days to get to Sivarinus from form guild colturn just pop out of his cryo and bees would be like remember today is someday <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh god no <laughs> everything I feared. <laughs> Did you know that you nod when you're asleep? We have killed all other sentient life. <laughs> uh, sorry, William. How long are we? We were joking. How long is it going to take us? Seven, seven and a half days. I'm sorry. We were being jackasses. <laughs> no, Jack's not here. What else I is there? <laughs> Let's say that, that that's different. How? Quite. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I've definitely uh, for the benefit of the audience, uh, I forgot to describe last week 
exactly how I looked different. Um, so after, uh, before we left, Coltarn had done some modifications, had sort of reclaimed some of the artifact, art, the art, magical artifice, uh, AKA the batteries and missile sword died. Um, and, uh, and, uh, redirected that to a different purpose wherein now uh his normal uh his normal fairly loose fairly um like sleeveless open fitting uh um scale armor previously has now been reinforced <clears throat> and the, and has sort of been uh tempered to a darker hue uh it's now black rather than silver and has these fairly large uh, dwarven style square pa- square esque pauldrons on the shoulders, all of which seem to have some amount of technology uh, beeping and lighting up from one side of them, which are also connect down via wire, uh, via sort of uh, cables and wiring to a pair of uh, reinforced metal gauntlets that he has and a pair of reinforced metal boots on his legs. Um, the the wiring sort of going throughout the armor to hands and feet. And I'm also just I'm I'm spending as much of this time as possible just investigating this ship and learning all the ins and outs. If anybody has any specific like maintenance requests on their gear, they can ask me for it, etc. I've modified Till's gun and Gideon's gun and my own gun. Can you send me the uh, specs that you, for the modifications for my gun um, on Facebook Messenger, please? It's the only thing I have access to right now because yeah. I'm using my computer for everything but yeah fortunately the browser the, the, the new browser that I'm using has Facebook Messenger integration weirdly so I can just hit a button and have it Emil do uh, you have access to your character sheet yeah so I'm okay. using uh, my computer for Roll20 um, okay. but my phone i have to use my phone for zoom because my computer does not like zooming okay at some point i mean probably realistically it probably would have happened as we were getting onto the ship b sort of walks up and uh one of the one of the arms of the hive armor sort of sticks out and just out of the wrist hole uh bees goes here you go and uh 1577 gold pieces pour out That's awesome. Thank you. That's that's the entirety of your share and my share of the payment for the last contract as well as the advance on this one. Gotcha. And in case anyone and again, in case anyone doesn't remember from last week, Coltarn did explicitly offer to every member of the party if they want upgrades on any of their weapons, he can do them. Do you have a list of these upgrades that you can do? Uh, if you the... if you look in the um, in the Grease Monkeys Handbook, there's a weapon modification table. So long as you give me money, I can do the thing. All right. I don't think I have the Grease Monkey Handbook, but I'll get you. I'll sh- I'll shoot you a list. All right. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, would it since I can only. For fine vehicle, it can only be something big enough to carry me right now. Um, I guess over... Yeah, because you're a large creature, aren't you? No, I'm medium. Okay, I just I'm, have uh, like large a regular, fine ste- a regular, 
a regular a regular fine steed can carry four people or a regular fine vehicle. The spell specifically states we we went over this. Yeah, it says, it says that it can carry up to four passengers. Oh, okay. At baseline. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Huh. Then yeah, uh, I'll go into the cargo hold and I'll just summon. Uh, I'll spend a while to uh, get us a like one of those four by four UTV looking things, just solid, just roll cage with metal plates on the outside of it. Just looks like a pure off road vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, no, the problem will just show up one day. The problem is not that it can carry that it can only carry four of us. The problem is that it there are seven of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you cast it at third level, it can you can carry it conjure a military a non-military water vehicle large enough to carry six medium creatures. If you cast it fifth level or higher, you can conjure a non-military air vehicle large enough to carry ten medium creatures. Yeah, it just it like the it's it's its capacity increases as you gain in levels. So it starts yeah. off like able to carry about four. Okay. But yeah, so I'll I'll do that. Over the course of some, uh since I think Gideon is staying down in the cargo hold, you'll just see him like go off into a corner for about ten minutes and then boom. She's not on the corner. Yeah. Yeah, just UTV. Uh so what kind of what Creature type is the Humvee. Uh, it's going to be Celestial. <laughs> so this uh, this like buggy looking truck that has appeared in the middle of the of the area has sort of almost perfectly angular design. Like the 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 sweeping angles seem almost unnaturally smooth, and the 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 shape of the roll cage almost seems to be styled after angelic wings that are just caressing and holding in the environment within the within the contained structure and its engine puts off a faint golden glow whenever it's running that's not weird at all sounds amazing when it runs oh yeah it sounds it just sounds like faint choir in the background <laughs> <laughs> Like the engine, the en- the engine noise just sound. Yeah, the engine noise just sounds like like a gospel choir. Like very like, depending on depending on the gear, it raises and lowers an octave. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna put um, for everybody that anybody that might want ammo, I'm gonna put the hotshot ammunition that I can make in Critter Crew, and then I'll send you specifically the modifications that you're that you're looking for, uh, Cody. Actually, I'll put that in Critter Crew too, so anybody that wants to can see it too. Hey, Jeremy, guess what? Uh, guess what? My weapon shoot. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Faith was not taken. It's it's babies. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you take the bait. The trap was already triggered. Yep. <laughs> see, I was prepared for it. I specifically <laughs> did not pay attention. <laughs> Oh, question! Anyone wants a chainsaw bayonet on their lawnmower? <laughs> yeah, question, William. 
I was tempted to put a chainsaw bayonet on Gideon's rifle, but I figured it would be easier for him to just stay in distance with wings. Um, question, William. Yes. Could I apply my returning, since the hotshot ammunition is a separate piece of the firearm, could I apply my returning infusion or my, my repeating infusion to a hot sh- to a clip of hotshot ammunition? No, it applies Damn to the gun, which basically <laughs> lets it continue to fire regular bullets. It will not let it return hotshot ammo. Hotshot ammo is a resource to be expended. Would you let me still use hotshot ammo even though I've on a got, returning gun? On a returning yes. Gun. Okay, cool. Yes, it still expends itself though. It does not return. I guess I, I like pull out the returning clip and put in the hotshot clip, and then put the returning clip back in when it's done. Basically, mm-hmm. although it's a may I. Yes. May I swap out my what what we have been counting statistically as a short sword for bees melee attacks? May I swap that out for a rapier? Because now that I have, I just realized now that I have a crossbow expert, I don't need. You know, if if I'm attacking something at short range with a short sword, there's no reason I I shouldn't be using something that does higher damage because I can just yeah. use my bonus action to make the hand crossbow shot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so in that case, William, I'm going to be making some ammo as well for me. As I just as I decide I don't need any money ever. <laughs> Size in uh impulse spender. Uh, I was gonna say I, I believe we call that artifice or life. Look, <laughs> I need several so thousand this week's t shirt. I need several thousand gold to make dust runners work. But I also need to do other things. You're muted, Cody. Insert the meme where it's just, you know, the grasping hands where it's wizards, artificers needing money for fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it looks like I don't have enough money to actually make any of the hotshot ammunition I want, so never mind. Um, Varush would just ask for a reflex sight and a comfort grip on his laser bow. Yeah, I can do that. So you spend the gold, I put it on. All right, 75 gold. I uh, John, how much manufacturer? <laughs> how much do I owe you for my gun? Nothing. And Coltar would say that. You don't owe me anything, Gideon. Uh, you sure? Because that looks expensive. Yes, it is, however, significantly less expensive than you not being able to kill something trying to kill me. Touche. Thanks, man. You're welcome. The only reason Varush has to pay is because I'm out of gold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have a week. Of downtime, also for those who were not here last week, aka Camille, uh, Jasira is also on this on this ship with you. Yay! Uh, and has uh, taken to guarding the the box with the sword in it wherever it's at, on the back of a dust runner that I am maintaining <laughs> between building things. Yeah, that's a lot of what Barouche is doing as well. Is just eyes on that box. How how did the 
forget what we're calling it, the Ford F1 Divinity or whatever you name it. Uh, how, how did that arrive? Did it was it like delivered? Did it appear in a shining chorus? Oh, uh, uh, I would say when Verusha's thing, Verusha's summoned vehicle. Uh, yeah, when yeah. when the when the spell is finished, it sort of depends on the on the type of vehicle. But as a celestial thing, I'd like to think that like a shining garage door just rolls up out of thin air and it just rolls out. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> so, so like, uh, think like, um, uh, light wires kind of just, it slowly just kind of like three prints itself out of just light matter. And then. Oh, slowly. cool. <laughs> yeah. Much Are we as funny as that is of just of the garage door rolling open out of, out of space and just like, here you go. <laughs> some angel tosses me the keys uh yeah no <laughs> do you make the rest of us aware of this or is it just sort of there uh yeah once it's done uh he'll he'll let everybody know that that is absolutely how it would have been if it was a fiendish vehicle though there's like a hell there's like a hell garage door opens up it's like here's your ride um demon throws him the keys not a scratch <laughs> yeah, uh, no, he, demon throws him a key, to... mine the corpse, and doesn't tell you where it's at. <laughs> um, yeah, he just lets uh, everybody know that uh, we have a vehicle for the next planet that we land on. Can we see it? So you just, you just, you just pull those out of your ass like that just happens. No. No, looks like it's I, a... I I ask the natures for assistance and speedy transit, and this is what they provided. It looks like a variation on my hard light construction, honestly. Wait, you just you can just ask sometimes. Kendall asks for ship. And Kendall gets his ship, and you ask for a car. It's an. We want a religion. It's, a, it's an ATV. Yeah, we kind of been doing this wrong, huh? We... Yeah, but we have to steal things. We're not even supposed to do that. Well, okay. So we need a religion so we can get free vehicles. Yes, yes. This, or this, you this. can just ask for things <clears throat> when you see something that you would like. You can. Okay, ask. we want a ship. All the it's very loud. All the bees. <laughs> or just a super rich daddy who will give you anything you ask. That we said religion. <laughs> That's how Kendall gets stuff. Very different thing. I will. I will. Um, uh, is bees still piloting the little toy? The little toy dust runner. I I I would if 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 we are sort of newly arrived on the ship, then probably yes, it is probably sort of still marching up up and down the shoulders. If we've been here for a while, bees is unless someone will stop them, quote unquote, unpacking in the observation deck and sort of hiving and webbing that area and making themselves at home where they can see out the window. I think we're probably still fresh, still only here for like a day so far. So um, after saying I want a ship, I will very rapidly use my third. Uh, uh, magical tinkering to make a small remote, uh, a small remote control, like copy of the ship we're on. That is pilotable by the beasts. 
<laughs> I I apologize. I was I was dadding. I missed the last part of what you said. I've made a small remote controllable um copy of the ship we're on. <gasps> and just sort of hand it towards bees. Here you go. You asked, and there it is. Yay, religion works. Um immediately the um they they I get hey, there's a remote control. Uh it's it yeah, it's there's a little there's a little there's a little remote control also it's hollow, so you could just fly it with your bees. Oh my god, no one is sleeping. No one is sleeping. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we, we do not have proficiency. What do I roll to see how I do this thing? Roll dexterity. Oh, hell yeah. I have used three of my four magical tinkerings Twelve. just to make toys for bees. <laughs> it's... It's about the same level of proficiency if I asked you to pick up a remote control and pilot a drone right now. Oh, actually. I, I Well, I did that this summer and it went right into a tree, so. <laughs> <laughs> actually, hang on, that's wrong. Two, uh, uh, three out of my five, because I forget it's based on my intelligence mod. Yeah, I have nice. the, I have the, I have the, the, the chill out tent or the, <laughs> the, the, the chill down smell. I have the little mech and now I have the, the, the remote control. Um, and yeah, to be, as as a as a request of the of the natures as well, this would have been a besiegement of uh, Burek and probably Farosh to okay. provide this kind of vehicle for you. So as as Bees is playing with the ship, Coltarn just sort of like scratches his chin, and it's like sort of looking over at Kendall, not in the room. Sorry, looking. Sorry, looking in the direction of where Kindle's room was the last time you saw Kindle. In that case, um, I, I have no idea where everybody is because we enter and exit conversations at random. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> if the comparison was to religion and fathers, does that make me a god or a daddy? I'm going to go to my room now. I leave the cargo bay. <laughs> the only response from bees is just <laughs> and you uh, promptly gets stuck in a uh, in an intake vent, and more bees dive to go over, like pulling it out to untangle it. And if anyone goes looking for her, you can always find Jasira in the cargo bay with the dust runner and the box. I will. I will. While 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 working on the dust runner, I will look over to Jasira. So you decided to join us then? Yeah. Well, I'm sure your organization will be fine in your absence. Uh, I've been given orders for our next in command to take over while I'm gone. Mm. I've also got a line of communication with them if they need anything. Good, good. We might be able to make use of that at some point, assuming you're amenable to such a thing. Uh, of course I am. Mm. Out of curiosity, what exactly... Pardon me if I don't use the correct language, but what is the... fruit of your trade? as it were. Survival. Hmm. 
There are many means of survival, though. For instance, our less than fortunate opponents previously were hunting down a particular drug so that they might return to their ship. What is your drug in this case? The Red Runners are a collection of misfits and ne'er-do-wells from across the galaxy who happened to have collected on Fornbiot because they had nowhere to go or nothing to do. They do what they need to to survive. We take food, we take supplies, anything that can earn us enough coin to keep living. So scavenging. Generally. Petty theft, scavenging, occasional extortion when someone has business that they don't that they don't want the enforcers to know about that we happen to be able to find information on hell yeah sounds like my kind of party well i'm not one to cast aspersions just curious we'll see what sort of skill sets your people might have should we need their assistance you're going to ask yes i do have the power to make deals the kind that everyone's afraid of and no i don't do it I wasn't going to ask. I simply assumed. I didn't see any handshakes or contracts, so. I especially don't do it because for someone like me outside of the field and outside of the rain and general environs of Tsarheim, it's dangerous. Really? I'm afraid I'm unfamiliar with the mechanics of that sort of a deal. The archetypal deal with the devil is enforced by the powers of Zarheim. Mm. It is a binding magical power that most with Zarhemian heritage of certain strength are able to call upon. The stronger you are, the more powerful a deal you can make in general, but even someone like me can grant wishes or mysterious powers. But the cost has to be balanced. At the very least, Sarheim has to take in as much, if not more, than it's giving out. Hmm. And if you're not connected to Sarheim, I assume that the cost comes from you. Or whoever I'm making the deal with. That's why the most common currency in demon deals is souls. It's a strong source of power that can offset the cost of the deal. If I don't extract something like that from the person I'm making the deal with, it comes out of me. Hmm. So there's a additional risk that most deal make that most on the mortal side of the deal aren't aware of. Interesting. Potentially useful. This is the reason why devils in particular are so good at finding loopholes. They get to extract as much energy as they can, siphon some of it for themselves, and pass along the rest to satiate Zarheim's eternal hunger. You speak of Zarheim as if it's an entity. The plane itself is living in a way. Hmm. So, someone who refers to themselves or is referred to by prophecy as a king of Zarheim or the Zarhemian kind, 
would be someone who could manifest that will, or is that will manifest? A little of both. Zarheim is, shall we say, the collective consciousness of demons and Zarhemian fiends. Demons, devils, everything in between. It is the universal life force that sustains us as beings alternate from the material plane. Myself half tied to it. Hmm. The more powerful you are as an individual, the more influence you have over the plane. One who is a king has the power to impose his will upon the plane and to a certain extent is the will of the plane. Fascinating. It would be someone of that level of power, then, that would have created this, gesturing towards the sealed box. No, that was my mother. Oh. I don't think I've heard this story. I don't want to tell it. Fair enough. Do you know how to get rid of it? No. Do you know who might know? Aside from my mother, which is a, a journey I'm not looking to make. I don't know. But demons and devils will be your best bets for more information. I would think the opposite. Well, they won't want to tell you, but they're more likely to have the information. Mm. You don't think the beings of more celestial bent would have that information as well or be able to find it I don't know enough about the celestial planes to answer that question I've met a couple of angels on on journeys around the forge around around Fornbiot but never actually questioned them about their powers or where they come from oh, wait is there a, is there a um like a celestial version of Zarheim there is, it's just sort of referred to as, it depends. There are like, e different gods keep their own divine planes with their own angels. Yeah. Um, but as far as like a positive energy version of Zarheim's reflection of the material plane, it's theorized, but no one's been there. And if any angels come from there, they don't talk about it. So no, no, no collective name. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the others, but I welcome your expertise on this journey to rid ourselves of a particularly troublesome thing. I appreciate your forthrightness. Well, I figure it's the only way to get people to actually trust me, being what I am. Well, I haven't lived as long as you, but I have learned that sometimes there are just those who won't, regardless. That's true enough. Trust is not an easy thing to earn. Much easier to give than to earn. Haven't lived that long either. He sort of shrugs his hands. It's hard to tell. I imagine you age rather gracefully. I mean, I'm only in my 30s, but... Turns back, continues to wrench, <laughs> continues to wrench Dust Runner. <laughs> I guess I'm theoretically immortal considering my bloodline. 
Well, one benefit then. Yeah. Your mother is a smith and your father is a demon. Well, that's more information than I have. That's the end of the conversation, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> for, for anyone else that wants to talk. I um I guess I'm gonna go hang out with Mistel. Mistel's been kind of just staying in her room and keeping to herself. Which is a shared room between the three of you, so. And she's staying in the room and keeping to herself. <laughs> keeping keeping to the it. room and keeping to thine self. So, the bees um, technically are, are, are there, but they are mostly in the observation, so I don't think there are any bees in the room for you guys right now. Gotcha. So, um, any progress on that whole Kindle situation? No. I figured if I waited long enough, she might, like, come apologize or talk to me, but... I'm starting to get the idea that we're going to have to take the L on this one. I don't think she's going to apologize. No. And I don't think it's really... As much as I hate to admit it. I don't think it's worth waiting for. No. It's not. I was just hoping. I was hoping she was someone different, but... Turns out she's just like the others, so. <laughs> well, I don't know too many others, but uh, my moms have always warned me about trusting people, so I don't know. Never really been bit before, but I never really ventured to get bit before, so. Anyway, do you know, do you know what we're walking into? Uh, I know we're going to help people. I'm just starting to wonder if maybe maybe it's uh, I can't think of the word but maybe it would make more sense if we tried to get this sorted whatever it is to some degree before we get into the next round you know like, we don't need tension between us and her going into another battle. She started it. I realize that. And I'm no happier about it than you are, trust me. But as much as I hate to admit it, the old guys are right. We can't stay at each other's throats and actually expect to get anything done. I'm not at anyone's throat. It's a figure of speech. You know what I mean? I know. You gotta at least be chill, you know? Like, understand that we have a job to do. And we gotta have each other's backs while we're doing it. I'm not talking to her alone, though. All right, that's fair. I don't mind helping. 
but we should probably not take these because I don't think he's ready to bury that hatchet just yet. I don't think they're ready to bury that hatchet just yet. That's probably a good idea. Well, we got a long ride. I would say no time in the compressor, but if you need a little bit longer. No, it's fine. Let's go. She will sit on Gideon's shoulder. Sweet. We're going to go find Kendall's room and politely not. As you leave, bees, where you're at, the shutters close. And Aww. everyone throughout the ship feels a chill run down your spine. It passes. And huh. then about 10 seconds later, it happens again. Do I feel anything different? And then it passes. Just we're gonna try to open the window. Un <laughs> under understanding my feet that I took at fourth level, does do I feel anything different than the last time that we went through the void? I mean, the fact that you're feeling anything at all is different from the last time that you went through the, okay. the void. Okay. Yeah, because the last time we were in a much nicer ship, right? Yes, you were in a very advanced and highly and highly built for comfort ship. Hmm. Uh, this is a, an actual SpaceX. Yeah. Did you feel that? Yeah. Did, that like terrifying you know spine-dingling feeling? Yeah, you know, the one like yeah. somebody's watching you, except obviously nobody's watching us. Nobody's watching us, right? I don't think so. I I don't know. What was it? After that second after that second sensation, bees, the shutters come back up and you're looking at a different set of space than you were previously. I don't know. Mm. All right, keep your guard up. Okay. I use divine sense. <laughs> Just after that second one, wherever I'm at in the ship. And... I mean, you sense Jasira else in the in the cargo bay, and that's about it. All right. Uh, if nothing else happens, we're going to continue to Kindle's room. You make you make your way there. I nah. Um. There's probably about five seconds of a beat before. Are the are how? Can you talk through the doors? I mean, theoretically, yeah. Okay. There's just sort of a quiet, yeah. Hey, uh, you got a second? Um, uh, yeah, hold on. Just give me a minute. And then after about a minute, the door opens. Uh, can we come in? Uh, um... Yeah, 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 yeah. Come, hi. Cool. How are we going? Uh, so, listen. Uh, that whole situation. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know that any of us really knows what to say or. 
you know, whatever. But I don't, it don't sit right with me, you know, being on a ship and being expected to work together and we're not cool. So about, I feel like about halfway into that. Yeah. She's just going to say, I, okay, I don't know what I did wrong, but I'm really, 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 really sorry for it. Um, uh, it, I, whatever, um, I mean, I know part and that's a, but I don't know, I don't know how that happened. Any, I, I don't know what went. I don't know how it got from there to here. And um, um, yeah, I'm really, really sorry that it did. Uh, Mistle? She's not going to say anything right now. Okay. Um... Uh, look, I'm not really the one that needs to hear or accept that apology. Although I am sorry for pointing a gun at you, sort of. I mean, eh, I kind of to... was backed into it. But okay, fine. As long as we understand each other. I don't know exactly what happened. Myself, I was up on till six and... You know, or maybe it was cold times. I don't remember. Any, either way, I was working. Next thing I knew, bees was pushing their buttons, and you were pushing theirs, and then everything just kind of blew up, and it escalated from there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but uh, you got go in ahead, the mood, and you snapped at bees about me. And then it put me in a mood. And then Bees wanted you to apologize to me. And then things just kind of escalated. I don't. I don't remember that. But. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I, I remember, so there was, I don't, I don't, I know that I'm not really, I'm just here because I'm here. I'm not like you guys. Um and I'm trying to I'm 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 trying to be helpful and I don't I'm I it's 
I don't want to be a drag on anything. And I know B's got on my nerves a little bit. And then I know I got angry. And uh, I don't remember saying anything, but I don't doubt that I did. It's because you were injured and I wanted bees to heal you. And you wouldn't let them. Right. But I felt like I was okay. And it was really... It felt like I wasn't being... It felt like no, there wasn't a, uh, 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 what's the, I was trying not to, not to be the person that needed to be looked after. Oh, you didn't, you didn't want everybody to treat you like a kid. I mean, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Huh. And I was really not that badly hurt either. I was just worried about you. And I, I for sure. And then. Just wanted to help you because I liked you. And then. Right. And I'm really yeah. sorry. Um, but, and so I got angry. And I think I kind of did what my dad does sometimes. And then I didn't really know how to, because when things get, never mind that. Um, So it started, I didn't know how really to deal with that. And then... And then bees really made me mad. And then I definitely acted like my dad. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. That that actually and makes a lot of sense. So, and then I just haven't known how to deal with that since. So I'm really sorry. Huh. All of that makes a lot of sense. Like a lot of sense. Because basically, like, everybody was treating you like a kid. I mean, I know that's not the words you would use, but that's effectively what it sounds like to me. And you didn't like that. So you got a little sniffing, which made Mistel feel like she wasn't being appreciated, which made Beast feel like he needed to defend her, which effectively snowballed into everybody's mad at everybody and nobody knows actually why. And then... And then you defended yourself. But we didn't realize it was you defending yourself or that you felt like you felt like you were defending yourself, which led to responses. I mean it's like I wouldn't say I wouldn't even say I was defending myself. I would say that you were reacting. Somebody I was at yeah, somebody I was already annoyed at started getting worse and 
there's a certain way that gets dealt with, and I dealt with it that way, and that was wrong. I dig that. Huh. I mean, we all do stuff sometimes. I I got Gideon, and I've blown up a little bit. Yeah. It happens. Although you getting us blown up was kind of different. It, well, actually. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. And it wasn't that I didn't feel appreciated. I just. We all have our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you acted like that, you reminded me of somebody from my past. I'm sorry, I didn't mean and to And so do that. it kind of just put me in a mood, and I haven't really been able to stop thinking about it since. And then I think part of it is, like, you just seem to ignore me. Like, I've been in my room for, like, two days, and you didn't bother to seek me out or anything. I think it's hard for everybody in a situation like this, you know, to figure out how to take the next step. Because... Nobody really wants to be the first one to apologize. And then also, sometimes, not even that, sometimes it's just you don't know what to say. Maybe that was it. Maybe neither of you knew what to say. I still don't really know what to say. I mean, and also when, typically when, 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 when I screw things up and they, with, with friends or otherwise, that's sort of the end of things. So I was trying to, I guess, avoid that. Okay, so this is going to sound like really messed up, right? But like, you're a lot more scared of shit than I ever thought. Like, it's like you're, I don't know, like a person or something. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. I mean, you know, like you got this whole rich daddy's girl thing going and it kind of makes it seem like you're invincible or like you think you're invincible, but obviously you don't. It's just weird seeing that. I've never I don't know. It's didn't expect that. I mean, so like you're supposed to be a certain way, and and I, I I am a little bit, um, but also that's like why I'm out here by myself. Well, not by myself. I'm with you guys, and obviously Till and. You know, but but away. I'm trying to sort of, I don't know, do my own thing. I guess. 
Is a bodyguard yeah. in a ship that your daddy gave you? Look. I mean... I didn't get to choose that. I mean, you didn't say, no, don't give me a ship. Well, no, but to be you fair. needed a ship, right? I mean, yeah, but... So... Some people work towards that, and you're just, like, handed it. Do you uh, think... To be fair, we didn't actually work for it either, so... We could have, though. I thought it's what we were working towards. I mean, yeah, but I we mean... didn't have to because she's here. <laughs> I could, I, I, I probably could have paid for it myself. It just, uh, you know, or we could have stayed there and worked for it. That's going to take like what? A lot Three longer months? than it took. Like, Three weeks? Probably longer than that. Uh, like it's two a, months? It's, maybe it's a, a starship. What could it cost? Ten gold? <laughs> Look here, I'll give you ten platinum if you make it quick. No, no, it's the other way around. But you're just used to having that much. So it's like, it's like you know, twelve gajillion gold pieces. So like three weeks? Right. <laughs> it's the uh Kendall has the opposite problem that Gent had when he suddenly inherited his family's wealth. Yeah. It's like when you ask the centers how much how how much anything is, and it's all like they're assuming it's wildly overpriced and that everybody else just makes that much. Yeah. But like we could have done that and waited the 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 three, four weeks or whatever, or it's a lot longer than that, Kendall. Yeah, oh, probably okay. like a year or more. And that would be with all well, of Well, now I'm together. really glad that I just said yes. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you tend to take the easy way out, but you're talking about doing things for yourself. Well, okay, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't ask for, I didn't ask for to have Till come with me. I didn't ask for, you know... All I mean, stuff, but while I've did got you it, bite your dad on it though? I don't think you've ever met my dad. You don't <laughs> really bite him on things. Uh, I mean, I've seen what she can do, and if her dad can do more than that, I don't. I don't think I would fight her dad. Like either. he scares Till. Okay, I scared Till when Till first met me. That's not yeah. that hard. I think that's really that much of an accomplishment. <laughs> that's just how somebody reminded no, me to you surprised that bit of the video me, and Till said because I feel like I can I can play Till yeah. for this moment. Yeah. Yeah. You surprised me when we first met. Her father scares me existentially. Oh yeah, hi Till. So um literally she forgot he was in the room. <laughs> um but no, it's like and also, He's like back to what he was doing. Did I ask? Did I ask for any of that? Did I ask to have, you know, a powerful businessman Art Fay as a dad? No, but I don't see any any intelligent reason not to use those. I agree with her. Well, still, yes, not wanting to be living in dad's house and doing. 
that stuff that's expected of me. Look, all I'm saying is if my mom could have bought me a ship to get us off of Nocturna, damn straight I would have asked him to. So yeah. If you said something, Holly didn't get picked up. Oh, she just said, okay. I think I'm still trying to figure you out, Kendall. It's okay, so am I. I'm not <laughs> used to someone like you being nice-ish. Like you That's were nice until the other day. I mean, uh, yeah, the people like most of the people I know aren't really nice, so that cracks. Mm-hmm. Most of them well, anyway. well, I think. Well, no, never mind. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. What did she say? But most of them mean well, I think. Well, no, never mind. Not the one I've met. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I retract my statement on thinking about that. But yeah, I try. Always get it right. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the trying part, not the not always getting it right part. I don't always get it right either. Hell, I didn't grow up with money, so I guess I kind of owe Till and Roof an apology too. I don't know that that's gonna happen. We'll see. Till three feet away, and Till across the room. Apology accepted. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave you to it. Uh, Mistel, you want to go, I don't know, find bees and tell him he doesn't have to try to kill, or tell him he doesn't have to uh, try to kill Kendall anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I should probably come with you. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I'm really sorry to, to them, too. I just okay. don't know if I should say that right now because yeah, we'll talk to them and you know, maybe you don't have to give them a few days after that. Maybe maybe they just uh, if you bought them a ship, they would forgive you right away. I I can't actually well, I don't know how much is a ship like a lot. If you bought them a small vehicle that they could operate and learn how to drive, they would forgive you right away. Or if you taught them to drive, they'd also forgive you right away. Yeah. Maybe. The cheapest ship that you can reasonably buy is about 1,800 gold. And that's for a one-man fighter. That that tracks. Yeah. But what about the cheapest build ship I could possibly build? I don't know. You can buy a thousand gold uh, one man fighter, but it's like the literal bottom end of fighters. Yeah. It'd be like a rinky ding thing that stays in the air and has guns. 
It's it's called the trooper. And like a troop a trooper class fighter is only a thousand gold, but it's also literally only equipped with an auto turret. And that's it. It'll be the last thousand gold you ever spend. <laughs> Before they leave, Mistel will give Kendall a hug. In the awkward way, Mistel. Right. Just like hugging your shoulder. Yeah. Definitely hugs back. Good talk. Glad we patched this up. <coughs> well, let's yeah. find these. Okay. I believe our two teenagers were looking for bees. He's a young adult. I'm a young adult. No, Mistel's the other. Uh, they are not hard to find. They are in the observation port. See, when when you when you come back, you're a young adult. It just sounds more like a teenager. That's exactly how I meant it to sound. They're action figures. Uh, so we go find bees. Yep. You head to the observation deck and you see that bees has basically spread their armor around the observation deck floor. Well, I think I, I think the armor this time the armor is not really discorporated. It is just mostly empty. It's still webbed up, but it's sort of part of the almost like part of the wall now and the part of the uh, shape webbing of the crew. And, and it, the webbing and the and, and the hive material are sort of spreading out from it and taking over the wall and there are bees buzzing about and there are um, hive combs just sort of hanging from various parts on the ceiling. Now, have you ever seen like a a, a, a non-papered uh, hive, like wild honeybees coming out of a, a a tree limb? That's kind of what it looks like hanging down from parts of the ceiling, but everywhere it, it's creepily, you know, webbed up and papered over. Great. Cool. Well, we uh, carefully enter the the domicile. The OBs, you in here? It's a silly question because he's in here. They're they're in here. Hi, Gideon. Hi, Mistel. We're looking at the stars. Can you see them? They're not very close, but we can still see them. That's cool. Uh, so listen, bud. Uh, well, two things. First, did you feel that weird sort of chill earlier? Yeah. The window shutters closed. We couldn't see the stars. Hmm. But then it opened again, and we could see them, and now it's okay. Weird. That's weird. It was cold because it got dark. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, so, we uh, we talked to Kendall. Yeah, okay. She's, uh, she's off the list, dude. She she apologized. She's really she apologized. She apologized profusely. In fact, she's she was really sorry. Okay, Missile, are you still sad? I'm still a little sad, but it's not about Kendall. Okay. Okay. Is it about us? No, no, it's not about you guys. 
It's okay. We're out of ideas. What is it about? It's more about things in my past and my life, but it's not about you guys. Do you want to tell I us get the feeling it? she doesn't know she does not. Otherwise, she would have told us about it. Please drop it. Okay. We're good listeners when we pay attention. Maybe at some point soon, but not at the moment. Okay. Okay. Maybe we'll pay attention. I, I bet you will. We were thinking too. We were thinking a little bit about how before we met Gideon, everyone we knew, everything we knew was either us or it was something to fight or something to avoid. And now we know we know Gideon and we know Gideon's mamas and they're very much like us. So they're sort of like part of us. But now we know other people who are definitely not things to fight or things to avoid, but they're not exactly like us. And most of us just kind of do what we think. But we're still getting used to having people that are part of us, part of the swarm, but that don't think the same things all the time. That's weird, and it makes things hard sometimes. But we think we're getting better. Yeah, I uh, I think you're getting better too. I think we all are, sort of. Okay. Do you do you want some honey? Sure. Yeah. Here. This is our first honey that we've made when we can see stars, and some of the hey. uh, some of the bees will bring down uh, some of the honey from the hives hanging from the ceiling. I will eat some honey. Mr. will have a little. You both regain one hit point. (laughs) (laughs) You both regain one hit hit point and have enough sustenance to last you the rest of the day. Or is it be poisoned and slowly drain constitution? (laughs) Because this is all part of B's nefarious plan. What do you mean we can't hurt Kindle anymore? (laughs) (laughs) So remember how we said it was different that you didn't that you thought your own thoughts we don't like that oh no um yes i'm here for the dark sea saga (laughs) and napalm all right bean Bean gray starring bean gray um now you had to go and do that (laughs) i got you where you live jeremy see that's Um, the thing that's the thing <laughs> the evil bees saga doesn't reduce the amount of puns; it increases it. Oh yes, um, and it's all about the things you hold dear. We make puns about your favorite things. Um, no, it, it. I would say it tastes a little different. Um, it is less. There's probably less of that sort of slightly smoky back taste to the to the um or aftertaste to the honey um there's also less sweetness though it is sort of more of a pure almost with a little citrus to it but it is somehow both like a pure taste of sweetness 
and and honey, but also there's kind of less complexity to it. The mm-hmm. stuff that's been made here on the ship than what you've had before. Tastes like man flesh. Don't tell us it tastes like man flesh. <laughs> tastes like Kendra. <laughs> um, do you all want to watch the stars? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds nice. That would be we nice, can, yeah. We can make you seats. Cool. Cool. The bees will make sort of little hammock seats out of web, non-sticky webbing. And we shall sit and watch the stars with bees. Enjoy their company. There's just sort of, unless unless you all are talking, there's just sort of a kind of a low, contented humming and buzzing coming from around. After a few minutes, the door opens and the the shape of the captain steps in. I will ask for the sake of other people who want to be able to watch the stars that these not be a permanent fixture. Other people can sit in them. That's nice. But we would like to make sure that this is not a uh, an area that other people are worried about entering. Oh, they don't have to. They're don't going. worry, Captain. They're not. They're not going to be perfect. Thank you. She says as she steps over to the viewport. We've made our two jumps for the day, so we're mostly idling in space until the engines recharge. Roger that, Captain. Do you want to sit and watch the stars? We can make you a seat. I think I'm good for now. Okay. Just coming to check on everyone else. Hey, Captain. Uh, you said we made two jumps. Was that what, like, does that make a chill run down your spine? First void jumps? Uh, I guess that's what that was. If you're not on, like, a luxury liner with especially good dampening fields, you will occasionally feel a bit of the void's chill whenever you make a void jump. Huh. Part of why we part of why we close the shutters. Looking at the void as you travel is a bad plan, both for radiation purposes and also for your psyche. What does it look like? Good to know. Nothing that anyone should ever see. Cut to have you ever seen it? Looking at his hand slightly. Bad for your psyche means it makes people go crazy. So judging by the fact that the captain isn't, you know, crazy, I'm gonna go ahead and say probably no. I've had an accidental void. I've I've had an accidental void exposure once. What did it look like? I don't have words to describe it, and my brain still tr- still struggles to wrap my head around the memory. Well, we forget I was, words sometimes too. As far as my experience goes, I'm told that I was incoherent for eight hours afterwards. Holy shit! It's not a uh, thing you want to gaze on lightly. Okay. Are we going to jump again on this trip? We will. We can only... The traditional void engines have varying lengths of distance they can make a single jump, but traditionally they can only make two jumps a day unless you feed the engines with arcane energies. We don't have a wizard on board, so we're just going to let it chill and jump again tomorrow. And you don't think we should look at it? 
you definitely should not look at the void. Are the are the um are the shutters on the outside of the what on the outside of the viewing ports or are they on the inside? They're on the outside. Okay. I'm very excited for for B's saying. Uh, well, he said not to look at it lightly, so I'm gonna heavily look at it. <laughs> right, right. So the light should be. Up. I, I mean, I will now that now that the plan has been foiled. I will tell you, my plan was to put one B on the inside of the of the shield so he could look at it. That's how infection <laughs> begins. I know that bees doesn't. We'll be zombies by the time we arrive. Zombies, Jeremy. No. <laughs> I I knew that was coming the second that I started to say the sentence, but I couldn't stop myself. If you don't want me to walk in, stop opening the door. I know, I know. <laughs> I feel like one B would just vaporize. It would for the that full effect. It would really have to be the full bees. Um. I like how Gideon uh, says the bees. Uh, I feel like I should probably, you know, for the sake of just to cover our bases here. Uh, the captain said you shouldn't look into the void. No, we know. Bees, um, we know. I'm, I'm gonna need you to promise you're not gonna figure out how to do that. I promise we can't because the shutter's closing the outside of the window. Kind of amazed you were going to stop there, but all right, I'll take it. Wait a second. Okay, bye. We're going to sleep. Mr. will look at Gideon. Did you meet bees? Uh, well, I would love to say it's a funny story, but it's really not. Uh, I was just kind of doing my thing one day, you know, and bees did manage to wander into town somehow. Of course, there's a suit of armor full of bees that mm -hmm. walks and talks and all that. Some neighborhood kids were harassed, you know, like they thought he was, I mean, just like I thought, I thought they were like some sort of alien or something. And so uh, they were, you know, picking on them. I didn't like that. My mom has taught me better than that. So I stepped in. Scared them off. I mean, sort of beat them up. Sort of scared them off. A little bit. Anyway. Uh, and then, you know, I offered to take these home to get them patched up. They didn't need to be patched up. They could take care of it themselves, but I didn't know that. Before I knew it, I was introducing them to all the mamas. We kind of became inseparable after that. Which was nice, because... Before that, I didn't actually have any friends. I mean, my mamas took care of me. The other neighborhood kids really sort of stayed away from the brothel. I don't entirely know why. But uh, I didn't mind it. It was, it was a warm place. 
to rest during the day a safe place to come back to after every night that I managed to make it out of whatever I was getting into alive. So. These became my friend. And then having never had one of those, I kind of clung to it then. And um, then they became Like a sibling, a sibling I never had. I never had any of that. So, yeah, this kind of, I don't know, I guess fate. You guys were meant to find each other. Yeah, yeah. We've been good for each other for the most part. Other than, you know, when they do dumb shit and they, they point guns at people. From from inside the, the the hives all over the walls, you hear a voice go, and now you have 648 siblings. I've never counted before. Bees, thank you. <laughs> oh, we do. The number oh. changes all the time. 647. What's 650? Yay! <laughs> You're good for us, except for when you do dumb stuff, too. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take that. So how about you, Miss Bill? Is there anything you would like to talk about about home? Just that I miss it. Hmm. Well, that means that not all the memories can be bad. Oh, none of my memories of home are bad. Hmm. I love my home. So why'd you leave? It wasn't by choice. Mm. I was taken by poachers. Oh. 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 Are they dead? Uh, Do we need to sting them? I don't know where they are. They sold me. Yeah, if we ever find them, they'll, they'll be dead then. I didn't know... Uh, I didn't know your people were sold like that. But then again, I guess it's maybe out, my people are sold like that too. It's outlawed now. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean that people stop doing it, but... Uh, you're talking to a literal thief. So, yeah, I got you. But, you know, maybe the laws do help some. Did you have siblings? Yeah, I had three. Are they okay? I don't know. I don't know where they are. Do you want help finding them? It's kind of why I'm out here. Do you want one more? I found my way home, but my family wasn't there. Uh. My way back. So... I've been trying to find them. Huh. While, while you're looking, do you want 651 more? I feel like that number will continue to grow. Well, I'm counting Gideon. 
We're counting Gideon. Okay. I still think that number will continue to grow, but yes. Okay. That would be nice, Beast. 652 now. <laughs> We're back down to All 650. Right. <laughs> that, uh, that's a square deal. You don't have to keep us posted on that, bud. Okay. You know, I think the weirdest thing about uh, not really the weirdest thing. The hardest thing for me to remember about bees is that calling them they is not a I get it's actually the plural pronoun, they, you know? Like Yeah, there's lots of us. I'm used to having different pronouns for people, you know, because people have identity is a rather complex concept, yeah. But like bees, lawmaster I don't is think a singular they. Right. Like lawmaster. Uh but bees I never think of bees as a singular or as a as a group. I always think of bees as one person, you know? And I don't know, I guess because I always wanted a brother. That's why I always make, it, make them a he in my head. We, we but, don't mind. Yeah, well, you never correct me. But it's just funny because for everyone else, it, it stuck so easily. I still, I've known you for longer than anybody and it still go back and forth. How long have you guys known each other? Uh, I don't know. How long now, Bees? A couple years? We're not always the best at keeping time, but yeah, a little over two cycles. So that's most of the time we've been us. Yeah. I mean, like they said, they don't really keep track of time the same way that we do, but they hadn't been sentient for very long, what I can gather. They uh, kind of wandered into town accidentally shortly after gaining consciousness. Yep. And that's what made them so vulnerable. And that's what made them so keen to attach to me, I think, because... They didn't have to, they didn't have anybody else to count on. And it kind of became easy, I think. I think it was easy for them to see me as a friend and count me in. You you helped us. It, it was hard when we first started thinking about what we were doing instead of just doing things without really knowing that we were thinking about it. It was hard to do things. We weren't good at protecting ourselves or things like that. And then Gideon helped us then. And so we've learned how to do things again and look after ourselves while thinking about what we're doing. But that was hard for a while. And Gideon and Gideon's mamas helped us learn how to how to think about what we do rather than just do.
I like how you guys become like family. Yeah. Families, family's kind of what we are, but we like to bring in people that we like into that family. It's been nice getting to know you guys. It's, I mean, you guys aren't really like my siblings, but it's nice to have kind of that equivalent again. Yeah, likewise. I mean, I gotta admit, it was a little weird meeting somebody like you at first, because I'd never met anybody like you before, but you're not so bad. No, we like that was a joke, by the way, sort of, mostly. I mean, I don't think I'd be quite as different as gestures towards the bees. Well, that's that's kind of what we mean. What you're saying is, I mean, we're 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 all family. We're us. We're all swarm, and you all aren't bees, but you're still sort of us. And just like we're not really the same siblings that you had, we can still be part of who you are. Definitely. Well, I just meant, I mean, I've never met uh, Environ before. Environ. Environ. No, yeah, that. Anyway, my point is, I've never met someone who you're just okay so like bees for example is one of a kind right like we're 652 of a kind right yeah bees got it anyway my point is there are no other sentient bee swarms that we know about or not that anyone else i've ever talked to has ever but your people are actually a whole people like a whole culture and Mm-hmm. I have never seen one on Nocturna before. And I mean, I'm sure they probably have been there at some point, but I had never seen one. It's weird. That's why I went to Nocturna. I was told there was a sighting there of an environ. Huh. So you thought maybe it was a member of your family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Was it? I didn't find any other environs there. Didn't get a chance to, I imagine. You weren't there for very long before we got sucked into this crazy little mission. I was there for about two months before I met you guys. Oh, well. Probably a stupid question, but William, have we ever seen another environ before? Only a history check. Okay. William, question while they're making yes. that roll. Is, Gadget, is Gadgeteer on no. the table for, for multi-class? Which one's that from? Dark, uh, dark Matter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I might multi-class into Gadgeteer. There's, there's a twig of memory in your brain and it's not from you can't figure out where it's from but you remember 
and in Varen. You don't know where you know them from or when you encountered them, but you remember there is another in Varen that you know somewhere. We've seen it in Varen. Where? Really? We don't know. Somewhere. We think it was before it was us. Maybe they were in the swamps? <clears throat> that makes sense. If someone them? was there to hide... Do you remember anything specific about them? William. You remember a face and a voice that sounds like wind chimes, but not a lot of detail. Can we can we try to form that as best as possible out of out of us? Roll performance. Sure. Eh, 14. It's a vaguely Invarin face that you can form. It doesn't have any kind of distinguishing features that would identify it as an individual person, though. But that, so the, the, some of the bees will come together and sort of form this, um, and they will start to glow a little bit as they do. So it is, it's like a weird bee hologram, a honeygram. <laughs> um, and uh, and then and and then we will try as best we can to make the sound of wind chimes. Do I recognize that sound at all? I mean, it sounds like an Indian voice, probably feminine, relatively high pitched. But I don't really recognize the face. There's no, nothing not really. Specific. It's not not enough details. Yeah, definitely an Indian, but. I don't. It's not really detailed enough. Sorry, we'll we'll keep That's thinking. Okay, please. Thank you. Sometimes when we look at the stars, it helps us think. We'll keep keep looking and thinking. I never thought I'd be here like this, like out in space. Yeah, like sitting on an observation deck looking at stars killing time. Uh, William. Yes. You said the engine was a class two? Class one. Class one? Okay. I'm waiting for when they're de- whenever they're done, but... I'm sorry, dude. We're just, we're just kind of stupid shit. Okay, so... Yeah, they're essentially done at this point. During that whole conversation. Elsewhere on the ship. Um... I've found myself in front of the void engine. Um, just sort of staring at it, staring into it, trying to trying to sort of map out mentally how it all fits together. And is there anyone else around it right now? Not at the moment. No. Um, mechanically, William, how do you feed a spell into a into a void engine? You expend a spell slot and say you're doing so. Would it count, because of my feet, would my inflict wounds count as a spell slot in this instance? My ones per day. Theoretically, yeah. So, like, just approaching it, just sort of like almost on on instinct. um, Coltarn just walks up to it. And however the... Is it easily visible in this particular instance how one would feed a spell into this? Is it like... Not 
particularly like it, it's you don't see like insert spell here yeah. anywhere it's like is there like an exposed crystal or something like that <laughs> there's there's a there's a central <laughs> reactor um inside of which you can sort of sense this pulsing energy of the void engine as it slowly cools yeah. down so it sort of reaches up and like puts a hand on the on like on the 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 bit of the reactor that's a little warm but not too hot he's got his armor he's got his armored gauntlet on and sort of like like he's inspecting it just sort of trying to figure out how it works and as he's doing that for, instinctually the gauntlet and the hand and the arm just sort of split open as his arm takes on the consistency of the void and not meaning to he sort of like leans into it and grunts in pain as he feeds a spell slot into the engine uh using my inflict wounds and as you as you do that the engine sort of it, it has been like humming and slowly descending and then the 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 pitch of the noise rises it goes as it starts to pulse louder and seems to take on a steady hum of of live activity and then uh, a few a, a few moments later because the the ship is not a large one the captain walks into the engine room shaking my hand sort of like standing away from it my hand now looking normal again <clears throat> did you just uh, I was inspecting it and um I seem to have recharged it. Yes, we just got a fully charged notification. So Good work. Wasn't I didn't know you were a spellcaster. Um, more of a techno- technologist, really, but this sort of happened. Well, you got enough arcane power to fuel an engine, so congrats. Thank you. Oh, was it needing to charge? Yeah, we did our two jumps for the day. That'll get us another two jumps. Interesting. If you can keep doing that once a day, we can cut our journey in half. I'm not 100% certain what I did, but I can try. All right. Looks down at his uh, hand again, just sort of like idly trying to figure out what that is. Well, we appreciate that, and I mean the ship's already yours to wander around. But if you need any assistance, need anything to wind down, our crew's usually open. I've just been um, familiarizing myself with the constru- with the construction. I'm uh, I I enjoy analyzing construction like this. Fair enough. She looks at you like he clearly didn't get what I was saying and then just sort of like <laughs> nods and turns and heads off. He's 20. <laughs> He's a doofus. To be fair, it's also Orcish society, which has a very different outlook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a doofus and he was raised by dwarves. Yeah. Look around, look at the engine, dust himself off like he just did something, walk back to the dust runner and busy himself working on it again. A few minutes later, 
there's a, a the comms on the ship activate. All right, we've got a surprise charge from one of our friendly passengers, so we're about to take off into the void again, and the 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 hatches shut her down again. Oh. There's a moment again that chill passes over everyone. A few moments pass, it goes away. Another few minutes later, it happens again. And then it goes away. Coltarn's just like, uh, during that whole time, Coltarn's just uh, idly shaking his right hand, waiting for the, waiting for the trick jumps to stop. So instead of seven and a half days, you'll make it in three and three quarters days. Because I can charge engines. You're muted, Camille, if you said anything. I said that's a useful thing to find out. Yeah. Technically, any spellcaster can, yeah. but I don't think Kendall thought about that. No, but technically, could bees do it? Theoretically, yeah. Bees and Varush could also do it. We are... Bees are pumping all of their spell slots into honey, so <laughs> <laughs> because it's a because it's a class one engine, you just need a first level spell to to power it. Mm. Yeah, Kendall hasn't thought of that because she's not crew. She's you know. Although to be fair, I think Kendall might be at the point where she actually can't power it because her spell slots are required to be too high in level. You have too Fair much enough. magic power. You would blow it up. <laughs> Ooh. So what happens if we put in a higher level spell? God uh, damn it. Depend depending on the engine, either nothing and it just gets a recharge as normal, or bad things. Oh, well, it's a good Why thing. Why do you put the big red button in front of the big red button pusher? With the neon sign. Mostly because the big red button pusher doesn't know they can push the big red button in game. Wait, who's the big red button pusher? Is it me or you? You. you. Oh. You. Hey, I don't push big red buttons. And this is with this character you do. With okay, every character fair. you do. No, that is not true. No, that's not true. We take turns being big red button pushers. Yeah, I was sometimes gonna, it's I was me, gonna say sometimes it's at... Craig. A lot of the time, it's you. Don't play innocent, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right, it's like 50. I, I present the big Paul, red button. <laughs> with Paul, I wanted to take all of the big red buttons and put them in a safe place that only I knew where they were. I was a big red button keeper. Be, be uh, a burb keeper. I no. love bird watching. You like bird watching? Yeah. I love bird watching. I like bird hunting. I hate you guys <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. The one thing I always do is sidetrack us, for which what? I apologize. What's Varush doing? Uh, he's been hanging out the uh, same just uh, in the cargo bay after that awkward, am I a god if I can <laughs> give them what they ask for? After that, he came back down to the cargo bay and has just been hanging out, uh, making sure that 
nobody tries to fuck with the box. So is the is... strangely strangely Varouche spends most of his time with the Cambion. Yeah. Is the is the um is the in in quiet just the, quiet, they're, they're just silence. sitting quietly looking at the box like is the yep. is the engine room next to the cargo bay? No, the engine room is above the cargo bay okay. by a couple floors. Okay, so yeah, so you would have after that whole like somebody come so I you would have seen Coltarn come back in like sort of shaking his hand. So you would have been pri- you would have been privy to that whole interaction as the jumps were going on. <laughs> Everything all right? You ding your hand on something? No. Um, it just feels odd. Odd how? Um, feels the chill from the void jumps in my hand. Hmm. It's not the first time either. I'm not a hundred percent certain what it is. Just looking over his arm, kind of stand up, get a little closer. Just cast detect magic, see if there's anything going on there. Roll me a perception check just to see if you pick up. Anything. I mean, you're detecting magic off the armor and the gauntlet because I'm wearing yeah. my powered armor. Yeah, but... 21. With a 21, there's a faint residue of, like, non-artificer magic. Like, not magitech, but actual magic. Okay. It's faint, and it's fading fast. And if you waited more, like, a couple minutes later, you wouldn't have been able to see anything. But How long is... This has it been every time you've made a jump in the void your whole life? No. Uh, is it? No, it started. This is the first time I felt it. It started after the um. The events on the gate. Mm. See, does this help at all? And I pull out. Uh, I reach into a little pouch. A uh, little little flask, silver, undo the top, uh, pull out a little pinch, uh, sprinkle it on your arm, and then uh, dab a little bit of water on your hands, and I cast protection from evil and good. <laughs> Does it feel any different? I mean, it feels subdued, essentially. How's how's that? A little bit less tingly. All right. Well, if it progresses any more, let let us know. Uh, we'll see. If I can. We can find anything that matches a bit of what you're feeling. But it's entirely new. I'm not hundred percent hundred percent certain how to feel about it. Well, now that we've got a I can tell that it's a bit of bit of an outside influence, it seems like 
but where it's from, the spell that I just cast doesn't say so much. It just gives a general idea of where to start looking. Well. If that's something you'd wish to pursue. I definitely would like to know why I have things I've in my hand. Assume that your curiosity would get the better of you. Yes. But... No, there's just there's a there's a magic in my hand that I don't I'm not familiar with. I don't know if you saw during the battle, um, when we found the dust run in the armory. The um I cast a spell on one of the enemies. I don't think I've ever seen you cast anything. Yes. You haven't. That would be odd. You do remember that puddle. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know that the two are connected because I was in a sphere of yeah. darkness. <laughs> yeah. You remember the puddle I, of the aftermath, but you don't remember yes. any spell casting, yeah. Was did anybody react to it? I'm trying to I, I can't remember. Did anybody react to seeing the puddle where, where a person used to be besides Coltarn? <laughs> like I can't uh, remember if Gideon did. Okay. Gideon reacted I, and then was distracted by something else happening very quickly afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember there being a bit of a commotion when I was inside that, when we were inside that sphere of darkness, but uh, I don't know what it was in regards to. I'm not 100% certain myself. I was sort of focused. Well, I guess we can ask Gideon. If he remembers what he saw, saw you, if he saw you do anything strange when we were in that compound. Does he have a comlink yet? I do. I got one in the compound, actually. That would be amazing if that was actually in character in the conversation. <laughs> like, I do. You guys have been accidentally broadcasting <laughs> yeah. to all, uh, all the channels. Been... We've all just been listening in. Varush is like, I'm I've been leaning <laughs> Yeah, I've been leaning back on the shipwide intercom. The <laughs> <whole time. laughs> no, no, I'm assuming Varush, because I, I wasn't there when, when Gideon picked up the comedy, I don't think, but I'm assuming Varush would know. Uh, yes, I believe Gideon did find one off of one of the uh, people in that compound. and I'd venture to say that even if nobody saw him take it, he, that's something that he would have told everyone, okay. you know, when you guys left it. Hey guys, I just got this new cell phone. Don't ask where. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask questions. You know that thing where you guys keep telling me I gotta have a freaking uh, babysitter because I don't have a com link? Well, bam, bitches. Um, over the com link then. Gideon, could you come down to the cargo bay, please? Yeah, yeah, sure. You're right there. I will take my leave of the observation deck and head to the cargo bay. When he arrives. Gideon, back um, in the armory, back on the station, when the um, when we found the dust runner, you reacted to something... In the middle of the battle, 
on the other side of the darkness. Do you recall what it was? Something that Coltarn did. Oh, you mean when he made that dude a was by turning him into a puddle? Is that sorry? He was. Is that what I did? Is that, is that what that was? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. He he. There was a dude, and and Coltarn made him a was, and and then made him a puddle. How? Mm-hmm. I I cast divine sense. Just just like. <laughs> It's not an obvious thing. <laughs> Bruce just kind of closes his eyes and kind of feels with the uh, 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 pendant that he's got. I mean, there's like that faint lingering sense of the void, but you literally just did a void jump like a couple minutes ago. So yeah, that's yeah. And well, it only it's only for uh, um, fiend celestials and undeads. Yeah, so. you don't you don't sense any of those. I mean, except for the camping dude. Just... Except for the candy who's next yeah. to you, yeah. yeah Except for Jasira. And there was no dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I thought it was some dwarven shit or something. Thinking back. Do I know the dwarven any... disintegration, Ray? Can't all dwarves just disintegrate people? <laughs> no. Unless I was what they hide in the beard? I don't fucking know. I mean, no, it's a legit question to ask. <laughs> it's like every dwarf has a cannon just under their chin, but the beard hides it. Mm-hmm. Like one second, dude was there. Next thing, he was a pope. I don't. I don't... It's a dwarf holder. I was like, "Yo, that's cool." I never seen Coltarn do that before. <laughs> Neither have I. I'm a little yeah, glad nobody I told me that. So, you know, it was weird. Just racking my brain. Can I think of any kind of like outside entity? force not from this plane that would be able to kind of influence people to do that i mean real religion influence right, people we'll to see. do which melt to people be able... or be melted yeah <laughs> influence people into becoming puddles i think with a 10 it doesn't really matter i'm just a little, a little focused I mean, on like, the, the puddle to person to puddle. my favorite dale carnegie book how to melt friends and influence people. like melting things is a thing that a lot of different powers can do like mm-hmm. the void can just pull something apart at the base level until it becomes a puddle Demons can literally melt someone with hellfire. Uh, celestials can do it with radiant fire. I mean, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of, a lot of like extra planar beings can turn things into puddles. Humans and humanoids were meltable <laughs> with enough with, with the right application of force. Yes, <laughs> we're the ice cubes of the extra planes. Technically, we're walking magma monsters. Yeah. Because ice is a rock, and we are made of and, molten and... ice. Yeah, you are, you are a lava monster. <laughs> Did y'all see what Greg posted in Roll Twenty? Yep. I don't want to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't want to. Don't make me look. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's not a pun, it's a Jeremy. It's, it's not. A no, pun. it's, it's not. No, look, look, Jeremy. Okay, that's good. That's just, okay, yeah. <laughs> for, for our listening audience, it's very stupid, but I just said new t-shirt. Celestials do it with radiant fire. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I felt a very similar feeling at the reactor just now. I'm not 100% certain what I did.
I'll just keep an eye on it. Keep power... track of the changes. I mean, they're going to need a jump tomorrow. I can try it again. I'll come with yeah. to see what the effect looks like. Did you notice any effect when you... It's, I, I'm sure I did, but I can't remember it. Remember what you don't remember. It's like a moment of energy. But I can feel the energy, but I can't visualize it. Starts shaking his, so like clenching and unclenching his hand again. Do you feel it's something you can control? I can summon the energy, but I, I, I imagine I could do it at will, but I'm not certain if I know what it is. If that makes sense, it doesn't really make sense to me. I'm used to being able to put things in a specific configuration and have them do a thing so yes but you've also been the main factor in how that energy is gathered and applied it seems that you're I'm not certain if it is more yeah or if it's something else I don't know a lot about my heritage for lack of a better term I'm starting to wonder if there was a reason why I was adrift in space. Well, we'll we'll work to figure it out and see if we can help you manage whatever it is or figure out the cause of it. We should gather everyone tomorrow after the engines fire off so that everyone's aware of whatever this is maybe someone else knows what it is or maybe someone else saw something that they could describe better than me that as well I'm not certain who all was I wasn't really certain of where everyone was at the time so it was a bit of chaos Toll bar was down, so he couldn't record it. Anyways, we should rest. It's been a long day. <clears throat> yeah, sounds good. Oh, we uh, sort of mostly patched up things with Kindle, so, you know, that's not a problem anymore. Good. Glad to hear it. Yes. Yeah, I figured that would be a relevant point. Anyway, I'm going to turn in. See you guys. I spend the next minute casting alarm around the box, and then I go to my room. <laughs> nice. I Sierra nods as he finished the spell. I go to my room as well. And then the next day... Unless something happens between now and then, which I'll leave open for the rest of the floor. 
I gather everyone in the engine room. As you as you guys leave, Jasira kind of does the kick up roll and just lands with her feet on the ceiling and just kind of hangs there and just seems to stand on the ceiling and wait for the rest of the night. I don't even comment on it. Have have we seen her sleep? You have never seen Jasira sleep. Okay, we're also in a different room. Yeah, I mean, well, bees don't care, but Craig does. <laughs> I mean, Cambians. Who needs sleep? Mortals. Well, you're never going to get it. Yeah. Um, does anybody have anything they want to do before I gather people in the engine room the next day? We're Kendall. Was that a yes, yes or no? I said not Kindle. Oh, not Kindle. All I heard was Kindle. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to get every as unless somebody says they don't want to, uh, I will try to gather everyone. Jasira will elect to stay in the in the in the cargo bay, watching the box. Everyone in the party. To clarify, I'm not gathering any of the orc crew. <laughs> when? In the evening. Or after the jumps some, at some time while the engine's cooling off. Okay, so sometime later and not like yeah. early after no. sleep. No, not early. Okay. Fair enough. So, so I'm standing in front of the engine looking at the rest of you. So there's something odd that I've recently discovered and I'm hoping some of you might have an idea of what this is. Um, I'm cast detect magic in preparation so I can watch this unfold. Yep. Um, I'm not 100% certain what it is myself, and I don't seem to have a memory of what it is, but rather than trying to explain something I can't explain, I'm just going to do this. And he walks up to the engine, sort of following that same feeling that he had yesterday. This time, because he's not distracted by it, you watch as... His the gauntlet and skin of his right arm from the fingertips to just below the elbow just peels away and it's literally just the stuff of void where his forearm should be in the shape of his forearm maintaining the shape but not the matter and the right hand side of his face around the eye just you see you watch the flesh flick away as if he was just a paper bag filled with void. Touch the engine. Yeah, that's it. That's what he did. Touches <laughs> touches the oh. engine. And there's a thrum of power as the engine gets recharged. And then as quick as blinking, as he pulls his hand back, it's back to normal. We didn't know orcs were made of void. Uh, made of what? That's... Yeah, and uh, with the tech magic up, you watched a necromancy class spell of void power source enter the enter the the void engine and power it. Inflict wounds specifically. Look. Have you always been able to do that? No. Ah. Uh... I'm still not certain what it was. <laughs> Super gross. It... Are you full of it all the time? I... It was void magic 
How long were you? Do you know how long you were in the void before you were picked up? I was an infant newborn. They never told you? In an escape pod. They didn't know. They found me adrift. No idea how long I'd been there. One of the bees is starting to crawl into your ear on the side of your head that had the void in it. Instinctively, like, sort of bat away. Hey. Hey, William. Sorry. Yes. Sensitive. Thinking back, do escape pods have launched dates generally, like, so that they can kind of backtrack? They'll usually usually have... uh... Like a black box. Like, was ejected at this point. Yeah, like they'll usually have like a black box. It might have been destroyed, but yeah. Okay. Also, that apparently, is... bees is sans armor, and it's just a cloud of bees present. Yeah, they, if you're okay with that, yeah, that's fine. I, I was, I was wondering if we can do that because we're we're, we're in the same ship as our hive, so mm-hmm. yeah. So they they're just sort of they're instead of the hive armor mm-hmm. having detached itself, it is still uh, part of the wall upstairs, and the bees are just here as a swarm. And some of them are sort of trying to eh, gently, but kind of like poke into bits and pieces of of uh, of of Coltarn to see if they can find more void. He will instinctively guard against the holes. <laughs> they they will back mm-hmm. off at that. Do you, do you want us to go in and look and see if we can find more void? I no, not particularly. Okay. Do you want us to crawl into the void next time you make it a come? I wouldn't advise that. I would advise different phrasing. We don't understand. But I'm not surprised. Um, no, I, the first time I felt that was in the fight, um, in the armory. Do you think the Void Elves did something to you? I don't think so. The only thing... Unless bullets can do something like this. Well, bullets do make holes in things. No, I've got no particular idea. I was hoping someone of one of you might have an idea. I don't can know if I... any of them can make rolls. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, have and we want to make a religion roll? <laughs> Guide? How, how do I do that in Roll20? I mean, D- in D&D Beyond, how do I use guidance? Uh, I don't know how to toggle it on the roll, unless okay. unless it's in, like, the options for the... I thought, yeah, I thought the... there was a toggle somewhere. I don't know. I'll... There might be. I don't mess around with D&D Beyond. I don't mess around with Beyond 20, so I have no clue. You just roll will... a D4 in Roll20. Yeah, that's first. what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's the easiest way so to do it. So I got a 4 plus... Uh... So it's a 16. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um, more of those memories that you don't know where from sort of start to surface. And you remember the concept of Void Touched, who are humanoids who have been acclimated to, in a variety of ways, to the presence of the Void. Normally, simply coming in contact with the Void would start to eat away at someone, and start to disassemble them on the atomic level, as the Void just eats what is them. Um, Void-touched are special in that 
they can tolerate the touch of the void. It can still hurt them, but they can be around it without just coming apart at the seams. And they can also harbor the energies of the void and call upon them as a power source. Usually these are sorcerers that might be void-touched, but it's not unheard of for others to have a similar essence to them. Okay. Uh, I bees, bees will communicate that in simpler terms, but we'll share all of that information. So the void has made oh. itself a part of me. I had to been there for quite some time. But it isn't unheard of. He's just sort of idly flexing and like flexing on flexing his fingers. Does it hurt? No, it's it it's not painful at least. It's you're probably okay. It's a unique feeling. I mean, are you though? Probably. It's a good question. Because that's like, that's, that's not, it's a lot. I also don't know why I can't recall it or the image of it. It's also generally not good. It seems this is just my personal thoughts, but if it's not causing you pain, it is relatively new, but from your history, it seems perhaps you've been touched by Amon Tyre and Tropis. But it's it threads or begins to you begin to lose control of it that's when i think you should alert us i think for now you're fine but we should keep an eye on you i appreciate it so like has a slightly distant look in his face like he's sort of like he's looking at something that's not there Well, I guess that's two more jumps for us, at least. <laughs> that's all I wanted to share, so. Great. Cool, cool. <laughs> Awkward uh, exit now. <laughs> so walking away. Both <laughs> time? Yes, bees. Do you want to try eating some of our honey? Yes, bees. Maybe it will help. I will eat some honey. Okay. It is delivered to you in the plane that you made for bees. <laughs> it provides you a day's worth of sustenance. Thank you, bees. That does help. We're helping. Yes, you are. Okay, goodbye. 
They fly off. <laughs> now I'm going to go busy myself working on a Ghost Runner. Because that's what Coltarn does to keep his mind off things. Any other conversations or encounters that need to be had over the course of the next day or two? Insert retroactive till section here. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, we might cycle back to anything that Till wanted to cover when Jack is here next. Uh, other than uh, Varouche uh, asking for some customization on one of the machine guns he grabbed, that's that's it. Uh, what do you want? Uh, I will shoot you everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as long as you have the gold for it, he will do it. All right. Other than that, that's all. Bruce is just going to keep. I imagine in this particular instance, guard. though, it'll look a little bit more orcish than otherwise because that's that, those are the spare parts I can acquire. Generally, I will offer. Uh, just out of curiosity, over the over the course of the few days, I will offer um, weapon modification services or maintenance services to the crew as well. Maybe make a few coin. <laughs> See if any of them are interested. They thank you, but you learn one of one of the other things about orcish culture that you didn't know is that every orc is sort of like, especially those who have a more military bent. Every orc is trained in the maintenance and 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 main and uh, upkeep of their own weapons, and it's sort of a point of personal pride that they build and and maintain their own personal guns. In that case, I'll ask to trade notes. <laughs> Which they will certainly be happy to talk about yeah. it. Talk shop. Show off mine, you know. <laughs> All right. Like if they if they're looking for something special that they know they can't do, they might go to a mechanic who knows better than they do. But for the most part, orcish culture, they tend to like to maintain their own guns. Now I know. Learn something new every day. Today I learned two new things. So, unless there's anything major that needs to happen, uh, the next day goes by. Make a Someone give me a D100 roll. Sure, on it. Yes. The best choice. All is Jeremy. 28. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, that that is exactly what that just mm, sounded right. like. Right. One, yeah, 100% that enough. energy. <laughs> so... so the next day, the day before you would arrive, assuming that Coltarn continues to supply yep. magic into the engine. I will. Um, after your last, after your fourth jump for the day, the ship comes out of the void uh, and immediately you hear proximity alarms start going off. That's not good. And a few minutes later, they shut down. What is that? That's worse. Just instinctually, so wherever, 
wherever uh, uh, Kindle is. She just shouts, Bees, did you do something? No. Immediate answer. And uh, then she pauses, thinking about whether that was one of Bees' two quick answers or normal, <laughs> normal, <laughs> normal quick answers. Do you, want to, do you want to do an insight check? It is, I would, or at least I would suggest to William, it is not a high check. <laughs> it's probably not, but yeah. No, to roll it. No, she's just gonna wonder because I don't. I feel like it's hard to insight check someone who's probably like three rooms away. Fair. <laughs> well, <laughs> although it was real quick. Uh, but um, after a few moments, you hear over the over the the ship wide calm. If everyone would like to join me in the observation deck, please. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds great. Where's Lee? Go to the observation deck. This is going to be bad, yeah, isn't going it? Going to the observation deck. This sounds really bad, Mister. I'm not going to lie to you. Walks in. I just want to be said whatever it is. I didn't do it. So, uh, oh no, none what of, she none, said. Of, none of you did this. But you're going to want to look at this. Oh, uh, so you, it's not. I mean, we know it's not. Captain Captain Bethnash says. As they they hit they hit the shutters on the on the observation window and it starts to rise, and you are greeted by what looks like a massacre. As the the the, the shutter comes up and you see the enormous, larger than your ship by several orders of magnitude, corpse of a void-faring dragon that is floating in the path of the ship as it had come out of the void, riddled with holes. And from what you can tell, you as you look, you see that these holes aren't just like bullet holes. It looks like board holes, like things have dug into and pulled out bits of this dragon that is just adrift, floating. You can see the... This appears to have once been a... As you as you sort of look it over, you can see the like, alabaster white with gold tinge uh, colorations that mark this as a... Um, I think it's a time dragon is the one that I'm looking for. I mean, that, that coloration reminds me of soul, so I'm assuming. Yeah. This would like it looks like the corpse of a massive time dragon that is laying in the middle of the void that looks like it's become Swiss cheese. Holy hell. Quick nature. Okay. What what can do that to a dragon? I would like to make a nature check. Yeah, can I can I also roll this just to see what we know about dragons? I mean uh, yeah, you can all roll nature checks if you want, or whatever intelligence checks you think would be appropriate. Maybe my dad, if he's angry, but I don't think he's out here. Natural one. I know jack shit. Uh, can Bill just say maybe her dad's angry? No, maybe my dad, but I, he's not out oh, here. Oh. <laughs> we got a 12. 16. 14. 
Nice. Seven. Dang. Nice. Yeah, it's a time dragon. This is the one that it looks like. So yeah, with a with a twenty mistal, you've heard horror stories uh, in your time traveling amongst various different ships that you've had to hitch a ride on uh, over the time that you've been looking around for your family. Uh, there are rumored to be. Um, strange spacefaring monsters that exist to sort of parasitize and take over larger creatures. Um, and they are often known to like have been known in the past to attack <coughs> like large dragons in in space and use them as like a breeding ground to grow more of themselves by basically cannibalizing oh, okay. the inside of the dragon to make more of themselves or turn the dragon into a hive if it's if it's significantly large enough. Okay. Hashtag squad goals for me. <laughs> so I've heard some stories about a creature that could do this and kind of turn it into a hive. Uh, what? Kind of like bees, but on like a larger scale. We already said oh, it no. wasn't us. We were sleeping. Bees, you, you can do this. You don't have okay. the power yet. We could. I don't like that you put said, yet yeah. on that. <laughs> I, I don't. You? This is me. This is not she, Kendall. She Why would you say yet? She thank, likes to thank, keep bees hopeful. Thank you, Mistel. Bees, I, I need keep you to the forget. Spirit up. Bees, I need you to forget that she said yet. Uh, can we just focus on the fact Ever that whatever the fuck bees. that was is <laughs> making a fucking hive of a dragon? Like it. Right. Are we just gonna speed past that? Like that's not just what happened. I'm sorry. When I you, mean, it was a hive. What was the other thing? Like using it as a hive or a breeding ground, usually. Oh, or or they could just be using it as a breeding ground. That's not bad. That's term. worse. Yes. That's actively worse. That's definitely. We're still trying to be. Can we go? Here. Can we go now? Uh, no, we've used our last void jump for the day. We do not have the power to get I... out of here other than under regular speed. Could we go under regular? How do speed? we get? How how? How how do we get another jump? Can we go look at the dragon? We've we've no. used we've used our extra jump um, for the day. How do we get another one? Kill us. We would so, need wait yeah. for we the would, engines to cool down. We need a we better know. engine. We want to learn from it. Can nope. we at normal speed get further away from this thing at least? Yeah, that that. Yeah. We're going to do that, but first we're going to send out some scouting drones because Ooh, this is I, not the kind of thing no, we leave. Bees. We no, bees. We have drones. No bees. They're stupid. Because the last thing... Is the last thing that humans I, do where something creepy happens and they're like, I'm going to go see what it is? No, in well, I mean, I'm sure humans do. In this case, I'm <laughs> no, not about to leave an enemy at our back. 
Uh, I guess that makes sense. We want some of us to go with the drones. No, that's uh, I think that's an actively bad idea, bees. I, I would bees say you no. can't survive out there, bees. Uh, okay. Right now, die. right now we have guns trained on this thing. If we start to leave and something starts to follow us, we don't have as many guns pointing backwards. We have guns trained on it. That makes me feel a little better. Only slightly. I mean, whatever it is did presumably kill a dragon, and even if it didn't kill it, it's at least we're, we're able to penetrate its hide. Which, okay, granted, I don't know a whole lot about a whole lot of shit, but I know dragon hide's supposed to be pretty fucking impenetrable. So, that's... Espe scary. Especially dragons of this scale. They're not usually the kind of thing that you want to fight without a ship that would be why my father sells dragon hide piercing rounds no you hear that there's a whole ass fucking ring specifically for that and this thing's just like that's ah, cool i'm gonna make it a home or they're, maybe they're, my baby's in it each one's the size of mistle each what's the size of me dragon piercing the rounds. dragon piercing rounds oh it's just a bunch of mistles. Fire them through. You shoot rogues with enough sneak attack to get exactly. through the dragon's armor. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just have to say it. We have to fire all the mistles. <laughs> fire the mistles. It, for some reason, That's that joke doesn't mistle. work in my accent. I don't know why. <laughs> That's very good, Cody. <laughs> but anyway. She holds up. A, she holds up her left arm, and the power armor sort of pulls up a readout as you see footage, and you see out of the viewing port two like spherical drones launch out of the side of the of the ship and start to float towards the corpse of the dragon. Did I manage to get any of my bees on them? If you did, they're dead. Okay, fair. <laughs> well, they're dying screams. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mark off a hit point. Um. That was an easy way to find out. <laughs> Your bees are not vacuum proof. Fair. Turns yeah. out. Again with that word. Yeah, bees is very inspired. Thank you, Mistle. I am not making you a bunch of mini bee suits. Uh, yeah. But the uh, the drones, as you get the footage, start to look around and sort of investigate the exterior of the dragon. And when you get a closer look, the, uh, and you look and you get a closer look at the wounds that are visible, it no longer looks like a wound as, as the drones get closer. The interior of the dragon's body appears to have been repurposed. As you as you look, what would sh what should be bloody gore is instead viscous slime and what looks to be cartilage tunnels and manufactured pathway. The I... body of this dragon is the size of like a capital ship. I think it's time for us to leave. I vote for leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carefully leaving. 
Yeah, I just want to make sure that we're not about to be attacked as we try and leave. I Do don't you have know any that... large explosives. I don't know that we'd be able to not be. I don't know that we'd be able to fight them if we were. The drones, by the way, are roughly like the size of like a medium creature. Um, and Lovely. as as you're as you're having this conversation, one of the drone cameras jerks, and it sort of twists and turns around as something seems to have grabbed it. And the camera turns and gets a view of glowing yellow eyes and what looks like a series of tentacles drawing the drone in, and the camera feed cuts. It's time hey, to Cap. go. Why are we Can not we going? Why are we not going? Bridge, get us the hell out of here, and I want guns trained on that the entire way out. And the ship begins to move. But before that happens, we'll be back next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.